this is Brown Leader signing in for another episode of Wooks Up, a weekly series that Brown Squadron does as part of the Hyperspace Heroes podcast, where we type a letter into Wikipedia. At least I do when I do these episodes. Can't say so much for Scruffy, but we type a letter into Wikipedia and find a random article and read through it and just kind of digest it and talk about it. So it is my turn to do a letter again. I hope you heard our special Star Wars Podcast Day edition that we did last week on Holonet News and enjoyed that episode. Uh, but yeah, moving forward, we're on to the letter Q. And uh, what is Wikipedia that I'm typing it into? Um, Scruffy puts this so eloquently in his episodes, which I do admire. He's got it all down pat. Uh, Wikipedia is a source of pretty much anything and everything Star Wars. It's online. It's put together by fans for fans. And it is the encyclopedia, for those of you that still know what that is, um, in terms of Star Wars knowledge. So it's got everything from canon to non-canon legend and everything in between. So if there's something you want to find out about Star Wars, go to Wikipedia online and check it out. It's definitely worth it. So, all right, let's go ahead and hit Q. Hopefully you can hit my hear my keystrokes so that uh, you realize I'm actually typing something in. And of course, as to be expected, the top one at the top search result is Quinlan Voss uh, in Qui-Gon, which not a surprise there. Kira, uh, but you guys know me. I like to kind of dive down a little bit and find something that sounds a little more interesting, a little more, you know, off the beaten path and, um, than the obvious ones. So Q90, what is this? Okay, Q9-0, sounds like a droid. And, oh, okay, Q9-0, also known as Zero or Z, was a protocol droid who worked as a mercenary during the time of the New Republic. And if Zero sounds familiar, think Mandalorian, the TV show. Zero was part of a crew of mercenaries led by Ranzar Malk, consisting of Migs Mayfield, Berg, Zion, and the Mandalorian bounty hunter, of course, Din Djarin, who were sent to by Malk to rescue Quinn, a prisoner aboard the New Republic prison ship Bothan 5. During the mission, the team betrayed Jaren and left him behind. And Zero, who stayed aboard the bounty hunter's gunship, Razorcrest, discovered Grogu, an infant who Jaren had previously rescued from the client of the bounty hunter's guild. Zero attempted to kill the infant, but was destroyed by Jaren, who managed to escape. The wreckage of Zero remained in storage aboard the Razorcrest for some time, and a passenger who Jaren was tasked with transporting later used the droid's vocabulator to communicate with the bounty hunter while stranded on the planet Maldo Crease. So yeah, if you think back to, uh, I think it was Rick Furuyama's first episode that he directed, the uh, the Prison Break episode, where we also got uh, Megs Mayfield played by, uh, what's the comedian? Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, yeah, so great episode. Uh, kind of their first step into the thriller slash slightly horror-based uh, episode. And then the passenger they refer to there, of course, is the infamous Frog Lady um, in Season 2 when he's trying to find the Jedi. And that also leads to the next horror, uh, the real horror episode of the Ice Spiders. But that's, that's, and Zero is in that episode as well, actually. What they just talked about, his uh, remains were kept aboard the Razorcrest. And I, I always like that little 
extra uh, in that episode. Okay, biography. A rescue mission. The Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, biography. Okay, here we go. A former protocol droid, Q90, turned to a life of crime, working as a mercenary during the time of the New Republic. Around the year 9 ABY, Zero was part of a team of mercenaries recruited by Ranzer Malk to rescue Quinn, an associate who had been in prison aboard the New Republic Correctional Transport Bothan 5. The mission was to be led by the former, former Imperial sharpshooter Miggs Mayfield, and the crew consisted of the Devaronian, I always say that wrong, Muscle Berg, uh, played by Clancy Brown, and the Twi'lek Zeon, uh, who, if you didn't know, she was... Oh, and I'm blanking on her name. She was in Harry Potter, and she was the uh, wizard that was the girlfriend of the uh, Lupus, the one that turned into the werewolf. Uh, yeah, the, anyway, that's her. So there were some great cameos in that episode, by the way. So um, Bilber, that's who played Miggs Mainfield. I knew he'd come to me eventually. So uh, you can stop yelling at your speaker right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Malk also hired uh, bounty hunter Din Djarin, requiring the use of his gunship, the Razor Crest, uh, as it was not on the grid of either Galactic Empire or the New Republic. The mercenaries gra- gathered aboard the Roost space station where Malk operated, and Mayfield introduced Jarn to Zero. Zero inspected the Razor Crest, finding a distorted holographic message from Grief Karga, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, of the Bounty Hunters Guild in its communication system. While the team planned the mission, Zero disembarked from the Razor Crest, remarking on several issues with the ship. Zero, who was chosen to pilot the Razor Crest due to the maneuvers required to land on the prison transport without being detected, reassured Jarn of his superior response time. Once the crew had boarded the gunship, Zero piloted the ship out of the station's hangar and into hyperspace. Sometime later, Zero dropped the Razor Crest out of hyperspace in the vicinity of the Delestri system, approaching Bothan 5. After cloaking the ship's signals, Zero maneuvered the Razor Crest along their planned path, though the sudden movements of his piloting unsettled his passengers. After the Razor Crest landed on the prison's transport, the team boarded the vessel while Zero waited aboard the gunship, accessing the transport systems. Zero directed the team to the control room, disabling surveillance on board the prison ship. When the crew reached the control room, Zero was reluctant to open the door, detecting an organic signature inside. The crew entered regardless, finding the Republic soldier Lant Davin, another cameo, uh, Matt Latner, who is a voice actor in Clone Wars, big time, uh, was killed by Zeon after a brief standoff. As he died, Davin activated... Devon activated a tracker, and Zero informed the crew the New Republic distress signal homing... Uh, of a New Republic distress signal homing in on them. The trail... The crew found Quinn's cell, rescuing the prisoner. However, the mercenaries turned on Jaren, trapping him in the cell and leaving him for the incoming New Republic attack team. Meanwhile, Zero continued to look at the Razor Crest communication, viewing Karga's full message, which spoke of making a delivery to the client. Jaren managed to escape the cell, and Zero warned Mayfield of the situation. The Razor Crest communication ceased to function, preventing the crew and Zero from making contact. Behind him, Zero noticed the infant Grogu, the subject of Karga's message, who Jaren had rescued shortly after delivering him to the client. Interpreting the bounty on Grogu that the message spoke of to be a priority, Zero resolved to kill the infant. Zero picked up his blaster rifle and left to search for Grogu, who was hiding somewhere on the ship. 
While Zero hunted for the infant, Jaren managed to defeat the other members of the team, locking them in the cell aboard Bothan 5. Zero located Grogu in a hidden compartment on the ship, targeting him with his rifle. However, Jaren boarded the Razor Crest and shot Zero in the back, destroying the protocol droid before he could fire. Post-destruction. <clears throat> Jaren kept Zero's broken body aboard the Razor Crest stored in a pile within the ship's hold. After the Razor Crest was damaged and became stuck within an ice cave on the planet Maldo Crease, while Jaren was transporting the being known as Frog Lady and her spawn to the moon of Trask. Frog Lady attempted to communicate the urgency of her journey, but the Mandalorian was unable to understand her language. As Jaren slept in the hold of the wrecked Razor Crest, Frog Lady bypassed Zero's security protocols in order to use the droid's vocabulator to communicate. That was a pretty cool scene. The bounty hunter awoke to the sound of Zero's voice and aimed his blaster at the wreckage, believing the droid himself to be speaking. Using Zero's vocabulator, Frog Lady reassured Jaren, explaining that her family line would become extinct if her eggs were not taken to to safety. While Jaren was shocked over the usage of the droid due to the danger that Zero had posed, Frog Lady managed to convince him to repair the damaged Razor Crest. They eventually escaped the cave through the hold, though the hold of the vessel was left open to space during their journey to Trask. The Razor Crest fell into the ocean upon landing on Trask and was eventually repaired, but the vessel and most of Jaren's belongings aboard it were destroyed by turbo laser fire from the light cruiser of Moff Gideon on Tython. So are they indicating that Z went with it? Sounds like they are. Characteristics. Q90, nickname Zero or Z by his colleagues, was a protocol droid with modified programming operating with precision timing. As a droid, Q90 had a faster response time and a higher intellect than organic beings, a fact Zero was keen to point out. He was able to use this to his advantage when piloting and could make maneuvers that were impossible for others to do, Zero was able to operate a starship by connecting to it via a socket and did not need the f to physically operate the controls. During the rescue of Quinn, Zero sliced into the transport system and was able to deactivate the security measures on the ship. Zero's programming was described as rough by Ranzer Malk. The droid boasted about his superiority over organics to Din Djarin, and Malk reassured Djarin that Zero was the best despite his programming. The droid was also open... The droid also openly insulted the state of the bounty hunter ship, the Razor Crest, pointing out its faults and questioning why the use of the ship required was required. Q90 stood at 1.8 meters, or 5 feet 11 inches, had a bipedal form with two arms and legs. His plating was dark gray in color, and he had the two large bug-like photoreceptors behind silver-colored mirror domes. He also possessed a recharge port in the center of his torso, as well as communications antenna on top of his head. Zero spoke with a voice of calm authority. The droid had also also had security protocols built into a system. So, you know, Zero, reading this description of Zero, kind of reminded me of what I think a lot of people in my generation, when we, if you had the C-3PO action figure, and you see it now with, um, oh, who's the uh, archaeologist lady in Star Wars? Um, and she's got those two droids that she's reprogrammed, and it's kind of like the evil uh, C-3PO version. But Zero is really what we kind of all wished we had from C-3PO back in the day, because, you know, Anthony Daniels' movements in those in that suit, is, it's hard. It's, it's hard. You're only going to get so much of range of motion. You're not going to get um, a Clone Wars-era assassin droid doing gymnastics, right? 
So, but I think zero is what zero could do is kind of what we would do with C-3PO sometimes in our headcanon in adventures, playing with our action figures and such. Um, I think at least, at least I know I probably did. Um, so I think zero, that's probably one of the reasons zero kind of resonated with me when I saw the episode and that, why it was cool when he got brought back in the other episode. And I, I kind of would like to see a little more, honestly, of the character or at least of that droid type zero care, uh, equipment, zero carried, uh, an EE three carbine rifle and wore several equipment pouches strapped to his torso several of which contain blaster repairs. Contain blaster repairs. Oh, okay. He also had a van brace as part of the planting plating on his wrist. Ranzar Malk owned a number of starships at a space station which Q90 was familiar with piloting. While carrying out the rescue of Quinn, Zero flew the Razorcrest, the gunship owned by Jarn. Um, yeah, um... And the more I think about it, I think if you go back to, is it episode, let's see, it would be episode three, I think, one, two, three, three of Mando season one, uh, where Mando changes his mind, goes back to get Grogu from the imps, and all those bounty hunters are, uh, Grief Karga gets all the bounty hunters to go after Jarn, because, you know, he's got the kid, and I... I'm pretty solid on the fact that I think there is another Q90 type droid. There's a character in the same outfit. There's got to be in as as amongst those bounty hunters as they're closing in on him when he flips over into that little uh, droid trolley thing. So go back and check. I'm pretty sure it's there. All right, final section uh, behind the scenes. Q90 appeared in Chapter 6 of the 2019 television television series The Mandalorian, which aired on December 13, 2019. The character was voiced by Richard Aode. uh, And uh, if you don't know who that is, Richard Aode, I know him from... Oh, what was the movie? He's a British actor. Um, What was the movie? It was... um, Oh, why am I blanking on that? It was a comedy, something about... uh, Oh, The Watch. That's what it was. He was in The Watch. That's where I know him from. Uh, Funny movie. Definitely a funny movie if you haven't seen it. So, um, and now I need to go back to where I was... Uh, and that is one of the cool th- features about Wikipedia is that you can, they've got all sorts of links built in and you can go back and forth to different articles. Um, voiced by Richard Aode and performed by Christopher Bartlett, who has an open invitation to come onto this show anytime you want. I am a big fanboy of Christopher Bartlett's work as a uh, physical actor and the physical performer in a lot of the droid and aliens uh, in modern day Disney, Star Wars production. So, um, while only identified as Zero in the episode itself, the name Q90 was given in the credits. Bartlett claimed that out of his various appearances in the series, Q90 was his favorite character portray. Oh, good to know. Concept art of Ranzer's Mount crew, including Q90, was created by Brian Metis. A droid also portrayed by Bartlett with similar appearance. Q90 previously appeared in the third chapter. Oh, I was right. 
third chapter of the series released on November 22nd, 2019, though no connection was made between the two droids. The droid participates in the Bounty Hunters Guild attempt to prevent Din Djarin escaping with Grogu, which Q90 is unaware of in Chapter 6. So, no, I did not read that in advance. I am not scruffy, so I did not pre-plan that. That is all seriously just right off the top of my head. Um, and I'm, I'm just a fan of the Q90 character, so... Um, also because of the Chris Bartlett tie-in. So, um, yeah, so there you go. Q90. Very cool character. Um, this uh, artist rendering that's on the Wikipedia article of all of the uh, of that crew minus Din Djarin. Uh, very cool concept art. Would like to see a little side adventure, maybe an animation. Uh, would be kind of a cool uh, little mercenary adventure on their part. Would be a fun watch. Uh, you've got the droid. You've got the leader who's a trigger man. The uh, gym, uh, uh, gymnastic knife thrower, uh, Twi'lek, and then the big burly Deveronian muscle guy. So that would be a fun little crew to watch, I think, um, for sure. So um, Q90, hope you liked it. Um, if you, I hope you're enjoying this series. If there's a particular character uh, as we roll around, because we're coming to the end of the alphabet, uh, and we will start over once we get past Z. We might throw a couple numbers in there. I'm not sure yet. But hope you're enjoying this weekly series. It's been fun for us uh, to get in, uh, dive deep into the depths of Wikipedia and read a little more about Star Wars uh, because who can't use just a little more Star Wars in their life, right? So there we go. All right, if you'd like to reach out to us, Listen to the outro on this episode. You can get uh, get a hold of us through any of our uh, social medias. Email us. All the information's in there. Check it out. And yeah, I think with that, uh, this is Brown Leader, and I'm going to sign off. And uh, yeah, you've been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. Hyperspace Heroes podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know. To leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us at the maximum character limit available. To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to. Hyperspace Heroes podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb. 
The if you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, The Legend of Brown Squadron. That's no moon. Sorry, he burped. Was it good for you?